right. How many of you guys believe you've got what it takes? Oh, come on. You got you to clap better than that. How many of you guys believe you've got what it takes? Come on. If you've got Jesus in your heart, you've got what it takes to live out the calling that he's placed on your life. And that's what I'm trying to convince you of during this series. And by the time we're done with this, I want you all believing. And I want you to believe that you were made to make a difference. You were made to make a difference. Go ahead and say that. Say, I was made to make a difference. Let's say one more time. Say, I was made to make a difference. That's right. God created you with purpose, with plan, with intention. He knit you in your mother's womb. Specific gifts, talents, and abilities that he gave you to walk out the calling that is in front of you, unique to you. Grab hold of it. You were made to make a difference. You got what it takes. All right. We are in Joshua. And um, Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 through 5, you have the handout. And the words will be on the screen. title of the message today is Flip It. Sounds like a cuss word, huh? They got real quiet. Like, I didn't cuss, guys. <laughs> Flip it. Flip it. All right. Here we go. Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. It says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See. Oh, we got to say that. Just say, See. See, God said to him, see, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king, and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, kind of like you guys were doing earlier, then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to worship you and to lift you up and just to have joy in your presence, God. Lord, I ask that you would Speak to us all today. You know what each one of us are going through, Lord God. Help me to apply this passage. But Lord, I ask that you would do the real work by your spirit in every single heart here today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, to get started today, I've got some seats behind me. I'm going to ask my beautiful wife, Heather, to come up. Come on, put your hands together for my beautiful wife. Love you, baby. 17, 18 weeks pregnant. With our baby boy, still yet to be named. Yeah. <laughs> so have a seat, have a seat, and I'll have a seat. God is so good. All right, so. Like that speaker's back talking me. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, I want to ask my wife to come up here because she got a word early on in the year. As, as many of you know, um, the end of last year and, and earlier this year, we went through some challenging times and um, uh, experienced, my wife experienced a miscarriage, our first mis miscarriage, and then, um, and then surgery to, to follow up with that um, to make sure that everything um, was removed. And so, um, very traumatic. It was a long, drawn-out, I think, three-month ordeal. So the end of um, last year, beginning of this year, very challenging and never want to go through it again. 
And so anyways, but through that, the Lord spoke to Heather. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking, and she's going to pick it up from there. I think I set you up good. Yeah. Is that good? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so here we go. Go ahead. Um, okay, so middle, so I had the miscarriage actually Thanksgiving weekend last year. And um, I just, my body wasn't healing right. And after about six weeks, the doctor was like, okay, we need, we need to do this procedure. It's, there's some bad things that can happen. And so we just, we need to do this. And, um, and you know, I had been kind of surviving through it all, you know, the pain and everything. But um, man, I had that surgery and it was like, just reliving the whole thing all over again, the pain, the um, grieving, just everything. And um, it was right after the surgery and you must have taken the kids out or something because I, I think I was home alone. And I was, you know, supposed to be taking a nap or something like that. And I was scrolling through Facebook because <laughs> that's what you do when you're supposed to be taking a nap, right? <laughs> but so I was scrolling through Facebook and somebody had posted this uh, scripture in Isaiah and I'm going to read it to you guys real quick, and then I'll finish. It's um, Isaiah 43:19, and it's the NLT version. It says, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And, um, and I read it, and it, you know, it's one of those scriptures that just, when you read it, it just grabs your heart, you know, and you know that God's trying to tell you something with it. And I just, I immediately just started bawling. <laughs> and um, that part, do you not see it? I felt like it was the Lord, direct, you know, directly speaking to me. Don't you see it? Don't you see what I'm doing? And I was just like, you know, in the pain and the anguish of what I was going through, I, was, I would like to say that I grabbed it in faith, but I told the Lord, no, <laughs> I don't see what you're doing, God. You know, I, like, I'm in pain, Lord. Like, I just lost my baby. Like, what do you want? What am I supposed to see, you know? And, um, and it, it, it's been a struggle. It, it was a struggle going through that. It's been a struggle with, you know, we lost Drew's brother just a couple weeks into starting the church. And, and, you know, things just don't always happen the way that you think that they're going to. And, um, and so, you know, I'm just sharing this with the Lord like the Lord doesn't already know, you know? <laughs> but... Um, so I'm telling all the Lord this, and, and I know, like, I know he's trying to tell me something with this scripture, and so, you know, I read it again, and I read a couple different translations, and um, right before 19 is 18, and in the New King James Version, it says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old, and I was like, and then, you know, in, in 19, it says, I'm, look, I'm going to do something new, I'm doing something new. And I was just like, okay, Lord, <laughs> like, I hope you're doing something new, you know? <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I just really felt the Lord trying to take my focus off of, and, and I knew, like, I knew I couldn't stay where I was at. I knew that I was doing a lot of, I call it surviving, you know? I was, I was getting through the pain. I had made a decision. I knew, we knew something was wrong. I went to my first doctor's appointment, and the baby was supposed to be about nine weeks, and the baby was only about six weeks. And the doctor was like, okay, well, we can't say anything definitive yet. Come back in a week, and hopefully we'll see a seven-week baby. And so when I was going back for that second visit a week later, I, I told the Lord when I got in the car, I was like, okay, God, you know, 
I trust you. I trust you, and even if we lost this baby, I still trust you, and I still love you, and I'm still going to worship you, and I'm still going to keep on keeping on. And, and I just, I made that promise on the front end, and I'm glad I did, and I don't, you know, I, and I loved the Lord through it all, and I kept trusting the Lord, and I kept worshiping the Lord, and, um, and nothing changed, but I, w- I was just surviving, you know what I mean? Well, let me say this real quick, too. <laughs> I think this is for some, for some in the room today. Every one of us has to learn how to praise in the hard times. Yeah. How to praise God in the trials. How to pray. It's easy to praise God when, you know, you when get the raise and, and, and you got a, the new house and the new car and everything's going right and all your relationships are, are great. But to praise God in the hard times, that's, that's just a thing that every single one of us has to grow through and, grow and go through to, to get where God wants to get us and become the yeah. people that he wants us to become. Yeah. So, so I was, you know, I still had my relationship with the Lord. I didn't fall down, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't fall, but I wasn't moving either, you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was just surviving. And, um, and the Lord spoke this um, scripture to me and just really stirred my heart that, you know, I can't get stuck where I was at. I can't just keep standing in one place. Like, I got to keep, I have to redeem the pain. I have to walk that pain out and heal. Not, and, and I was, you know, I was allowing the Lord to heal me. But there's a difference between, you guys, you guys see what I'm saying? There's a difference between the Lord healing you and you moving forward in that healing. You know what I mean? And, um, and so, you know, I made a decision like, okay, I trust you, Lord. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna move forward. And we, and we were moving forward. We were, um, we had been talking about the and praying through the Goleta campus at that time. Um, and so we, you know, we were making plans, and we were, but you know, my faith wasn't behind it. And so I really felt like the the word of the Lord for <laughs> the year 2016 was faith, and um, and faithing through. And you guys know, <laughs> once you make a decision. You got to keep making that decision, right? Like each day, you got to keep walking it out, and you got to keep saying, like, okay, I know I said that yesterday. Today I say the same thing, and tomorrow I say the same thing, and next month I'm going to keep saying it, and I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm going to keep going. And it's not going to be easy, but you just you keep on walking, and so. And you're t- you're tested in it, is what you're saying. So as soon yes. as you step out in faith, you're yes, tested yes, in it. You yes. know, and the same thing is through is, is true if you're like, okay, I'm going to forgive you know, so and so, I'm going to forgive my sister, well, the next day, she's going to do something where you're going to have to forgive <laughs> her again, you know what I mean, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to start tithing God, and then you're going to, you know, lose your job, or something, you know, it's like all these things, it, it just happens that way many times, the test comes, yeah. so, so that God can see, are you just doing this because everything's going great now, or are you doing this because you decided, and you trust me, and, and you're walking this thing out, and, and for everybody, if you want to take some notes, I don't know, I'm going to be preaching the rest of the service, but but uh, if you want to take just some notes real quick, some real practical stuff, what you can take away from, from um, Heather's word and, and her, her trial and, and her victory here is she read the scripture and she kept reading the scripture and she kept reading the scripture over and over again, different translations, just to get a fuller understanding, just saying, God, help me understand this word. So faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. Keep reading the word. You got to read the word. I know this is like, wow, where'd you get this revelation? I know it's, it's not hard, but it's, it's difficult to walk out, right? These are basic things, but doing it is, is the challenging part. So read the scripture, pray, 
talk to God about it. She said, God, I don't understand this. I don't get this. I need help. And then after you pray, after you, after you talk to God, be still, be quiet, let him talk back to you. Listen. Listen to what he says. And then move forward by faith. He's going to tell you something, or he already told you something, and you need to start doing it again. You know, many times if you say, I, I'm not hearing anything from God right now, it's because we, we didn't do the last thing he told us. And so we need to go back to that last thing and make sure we finished up what, he's, what he told us to do last. And so, so read the scripture, pray, listen, and move forward. And that's how you flip these things around. You know, and, and I'm just going to tell you too, when I told Heather, I said, I said, babe, when we start Galita, like, we can't, we can't ask any more of our team. We're going to have to, we're going to have to like build a team for Galita, and it's going to be a lot on us. And my paraphrase, but she flipped the bird to the devil. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going to let him. And well, and that really was my attitude because you know what? Like, I already lost, you know what I mean? Like, I already lost the baby. I already suffered the pain. We already lost his brother. We've already, like, we've already endured. We've invested so in So what, I'm going to quit now? You, no, you know, heck no. I'm going to keep on going and tell the devil, no, you can't, you can't stop me. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to go. And that's, and that, that is the, the attitude that, that you have to have with the idea of redeem the pain. Yeah. Come on. You already went through the pain, right? Mm -hmm. You already went through the struggle. You went through the challenge. Now get something out of that. You know what I mean? God has something for you mm -hmm. on the other side. Don't quit now. Yeah. Don't quit now. Redeem the pain. Move forward. Keep walking it out. Walk out what God has for you and, and get the victory from that thing, from that heartache, from that pain. Yeah. Redeem the pain. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. You got to flip it. Okay, put, yeah. it up. put your hands together for my wife. Come on, that's good. Redeem the pain and flip it. And where this comes from is this idea that, that the first scripture says Jericho was secure. Uh, just to paint a picture here, 46 feet tall walls around a city. 40, four stories. So, so I guess to the ceiling from the ground out there to the, to the tip of that, I'm just going to guess, maybe a little taller from outside to the roof of this building. And they're standing there, the children of Israel, they're standing outside, and they're looking at these walls, and God says, look at, the, look at Jericho, and they're like, we see it. Come on. Look at that relationship issue. Look at that financial obstacle you're facing. Does it feel like a 46-foot high wall? Anybody with me? Anybody been in a challenge like that? Yeah, okay, there we go. Phil's with me. Come on. Have you ever faced something that, that looks four stories taller than you? And then God says, see, I've given it to you. And you're like, this guy is delusional, right? That's not God. He obviously does not know what I'm going through right now. He doesn't, he doesn't understand what I'm up against right now, obviously, or he would tell me to go some other way, right? He would tell me, oops, never mind. No, God says, see, I have delivered this city into your hand. Oh, this is yours. You see? See, we got to flip it. we got to flip whatever obstacle is. we got to stop seeing with, with our physical eyes, and we got to start seeing with our eyes of faith. 
We've got to look at situations with eyes of faith. We've got to look at situations in our city with eyes of faith. We've got to look at situations in our church with eyes of faith, in our, in our own family, in our career, in our dream, in our calling. We've got to look with eyes of faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by what God says, not what we see. Right? That's what God is saying to them right now. He said, you've got to flip it. I'm just going to read off some things that we've got to flip in this city. Some things that we've got to, we, I want us to even change the way we talk about our own city. So, so here are some. Do you see the city with eyes of faith? Here we go. This is something you might find yourself saying. People aren't committed in this town. But eyes of faith are saying, we are the most committed people in California. Amen? Come on, anybody with me? Come on, you're like Sarah right now. You're chuckling, right? You're like, yeah, right, God. No, God can do that. How about this? People are late to everything in this town. Oh, my goodness. How about this? We are punctual people that do things with excellence. Come on. Come on. I've heard this one. People are greedy in this city. How about this one? We're the most generous people on the planet. We're the most generous people on the planet. How about uh, this city is anti-outsiders. Anybody who's moved into this town that didn't grow up here, you might, you might say yes to that. This city is anti-outsiders. What about this? We are welcoming to those who come in, and we want to learn from them. Come on, other people have other things to bring that they've learned. How about uh, this city is filled with haves and have-nots? How about this one? This city, this is a city that has a fantastic economy where anyone can make a great income and own a home and have abundance. Come on, anybody with me on that? And I, I, look, I, I don't just mean, I don't just mean you can have a place to live, but I'm talking about your dream home. I just believe that. I believe God can do that. The last time I drove up on the mountain over here and was praying over the city. I just saw the hills of Goleta. I saw housing all over those hills. I know it's farms right now. Come on, don't tell the farmers, but that's going to be housing. I know it's going to happen, and it's going to be affordable housing for people in our community where families can raise their kids, and they can say, you know what? I don't want to leave this town. I love this town. I grew up here. My job is here. I love living here. I grew up here. I want to raise my family here. I believe God can do that. Come on. Let's see with eyes of faith. Eyes of faith. All right, how about this? Do you see this church with eyes of faith? Here are some of the things I heard when I came into town. Nobody's planted a church in this town as an outsider in 35 years. If you just look at the churches in town, many of them were a, a youth ministry or a young adults ministry at another church, and then they planted out of that. But in 35 years, there hasn't been a church that lasted as an outsider. How about this? God is doing a new thing. God is doing, that's, that's the past. This is now. God's doing a new thing. And I just think of my friend Alan, who is a church planter. He came to one of the pastor's prayer meetings here in town, and, and he said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm starting a church. I'm super excited. We live in, um, in Pasadena, and we're moving here to, to plant a church. And I said, that's great, man. Let's, let's get together. And I've gotten together multiple times with him and had coffee and encouraged him. And the last time I spoke with him, he was just coming back from a, a church planter's conference, and he said, man, I was talking to all the people in my network about you. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, you're like my Barnabas, you know, you're, you're, you're the one that's coming alongside me and just encouraging me along the way and, and saying, you can do it, and you're challenging me, and you're telling me, hey, why don't you step out in faith, and you got to start having services and do something. Come on, this church, this High Ridge Church is not just about us, it's about all the tens and twenties and hundreds of church plants behind us that are going to come in this city and reach this city because so many people are going to give their life to Jesus. Are you with me? Come on. 
How about this? I believe that we're going to have multiple buildings in this city. Oh, here, here was what was told to me. You will never own a building in this city. That was told to me. How about this? We'll have multiple buildings. We'll have a Christian university. We'll have a Christian bookstore. Come on. A bookstore. Bookstores can't even last in this city. We're going to have a Christian bookstore just because I want to see one. I want to I kick the devil in the face. Come on. Come on. I want us to have a coffee shop on State Street that supports missions of widows and orphans, that we house widows and orphans. Come on, we give, we give widows a home that, that they don't have enough social security to have a place to stay, but we provide a home for them where they can live and they can live out their days. Come on. Pure and undefiled religion is taking care of widows and orphans. That's good. That's what I'm going to see, I see in this city. I've heard this one, just take care of the Christians in town because people don't want Jesus. How about this? We'll share the gospel every week in our service and people will get saved because the gospel is the message of Jesus' great love and it is the power of God unto salvation. It's the gospel message. Come on. Romans tells us that the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus is the power of God unto salvation. The power is in the message. We just got to keep sharing the message. We're going to see this thing blow up. Hundreds gave their life to Christ this week alone with Nick Vujicic coming in town. It was fantastic. I was able to take some people to the event. Wonderful event. Many people committed their life to Christ. More of that. More of that. And I believe God wants to do it through the local churches. How about this? God doesn't heal or set people free anymore. Ooh, right? Ooh, what's that? What's that? How about this one? We're going to see blind, blind eyes open in this city. We're going to see people with schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, PTSD set free by the love of Jesus because he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Come on. How many of you guys want to see some of the people on State Street that are tormented? They're tormented by the enemy. How many want to see them set free? Where they can, where they can, they can go back to their families, find their families, and relationships can be healed, and, and they can work a job like they want to, and they can be free from the torment of their mind. God can do it. How about this? How about you? Let's get personal now, right? Oh, we can believe for the city, right? We can believe for the church, but can you believe for yourself? That's when it gets hard, right? Can you believe God for good things in your family, in your home? How about this? You will never own a home in this town. I already, I already stomped that one. We'll stomp it again. How about this? I'll not only own a home, but I'll own my dream home because God does exceedingly abundantly above what I could ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is at work within me. Can I get an amen? Anybody want to own a home in this city? Anybody want to own their dream home? I don't, I don't care what anybody says. This whole book that we're reading is all about these people stepping into their home, to their promised land to the land that he was giving them so they could live and they could have abundance. He said, you're going to have milk and honey flowing, cream and sugar, amen, you know? Abundance is what God was saying. I'm, t I'm leading you into abundance. It's not a bad thing to be, to, to be blessed and to be, have abundance. It's not a bad thing to prosper. To prosper literally means, it's a Bible word, just so we all know. It's a Bible word, and it means that God pushes you forward. Anybody want God to push him to the front of the line? Come on, and, and, and when, when they're opening up for a management position at work, anybody want them to push them to the front of the line? Anybody want you, God to push your family to the front of the line, your kids to go to the best schools? Come on, your kids to get the greatest opportunities? Absolutely, every one of us want that. Yes, I want God to prosper me. I want God to prosper my marriage. I want God to prosper my kids. And I want God to prosper my family. 
Be a, be a testimony and a witness to him. How about this? You aren't good enough at school, you'll never finish that degree. Oh, man. I got a friend that got turned down by his school. They said, we'll not accept you to, uh, to get your degree here. You're just not the school-going type when he went to, uh, to, to get his bachelor's there. So he went somewhere else. He's getting his doctorate at that school that turned him down now. Come on, somebody say flip it. Can you say flip it? You got to flip it. You got to turn that around. What, what, what's been spoken over you, what, what, those negative words that have been spoken over, those boxes that people have tried to put you in, you got to flip it. You got to turn that thing around and say, no, I'm going to get my degree. I'm going I'm I'm to finish up the schooling that I want to get. I'll get my master's. I'll get my doctorate. God can give me the strength to do it. All right. How about this? Your kids will never get free from drugs and your family is just that way. That's the devil speaking. How about this one? We walk in freedom and my bloodline is pure because I'm in the bloodline of Jesus Christ. When I gave my life to Jesus, my bloodline changed. My whole lineage changed. I'm a different person. Whatever, whatever hang-ups, whatever, whatever things dogged my family, that, that's not me. That's not who I am. From this day forward, my family forward, we're going to be free. We're going to walk in freedom. When I gave my life to Jesus, I joined a new family that is free, that is blessed, that overcomes every sin, darkness, and wicked thing that would try to attack me. I'm free from every curse and every penalty of sin that has plagued my family. If you, if you are with me, come on, say flip it. Come on, if you're with me, say flip it. We're going to flip this thing. Whatever's been spoken over you, Whatever box people have tried to put you in, it's time to flip it. It's time to say, no, I'm going to walk in a new life. I'm going to walk in newness. I'm going to walk in what God has for me. What does God say about me? God's saying, do you see it? Just like Heather. Come on, it may be foggy right now. It may be hard. I'm reminded of the man that, that Jesus prayed for. He was blind, and Jesus prayed for him. And he said, I, I see, we just read it in our, in our, our Bible study a couple weeks ago. He said, the men look like trees. It's blurry. Everything's a little blurry. Maybe it's a little blurry right now. Come on, just keep moving forward. Just keep listening to the voice of Jesus. And Jesus prayed for him again, and then he was completely able to see. It might be a little blurry right now, but I'm telling you, continue to read God's word. Don't listen to those negative voices. Don't listen to the negative voice in your own head that's trying to put you down, trying to speak those negative things over you that maybe a teacher said to you, maybe a person in authority said to you, maybe a father said to you, maybe a father figure said to you, a mother said to you. You, you got to shut those voices down. And you got to start listening to the voice of Almighty God that's saying, I love you. I pursue you with an everlasting love. I loved you so much that I sent my son, Jesus, to die on a cross for your sins so that you could not only have forgiveness of sins, so that you could not only spend eternity with me, but that you could have a new purpose on this earth. You could have a divine destiny, a calling, a dream in your heart, and you could grab hold of that thing. we got to flip it. we got to flip this thing. So, my goodness, all right, that's verse number one and two, come on, well let me tell you what they did, they moved forward, the people of God moved forward just like, just like God told them to, and <clears throat> And they did something crazy. They walked around this 46-foot-high wall once a day for six days. They all got lined up. I mean, just think about, like, the band, the marching band on the, on the football field. They got lined up, 
got a couple guys with their ram's horns, their trumpet, and they're walking around the city, and at the end, they, you know, and can you imagine being in the city, and you're like, they're dumb, you know what I mean, like, what are those people doing out there, they think blowing their horn, okay, whatever, six times, on the seventh day, they walk around it seven times in one day, what would have happened if they, if they would have stopped on time number six? What would have happened if, if they didn't complete what God had told them to do? This wouldn't be a story about how God made these 46-foot-high walls fall down and they invaded the city. This would be a story about how people, they got weary, and right before God came through, they, went, they quit, and they didn't trust God. And God had to wait until the next generation was ready to step into what he had. I'm not going to quit. Come on, I, I feel like there might be some people in here, myself included. We're on time number six. Come on, we're halfway through time number seven, right? We're getting ready to blow the horn and give a shout and say, God, bring the wall down, right? Bring that struggle down. Bring that trouble down. Whatever, whatever is plaguing you, whatever is plaguing your family, we're, we're right there, guys. We're coming around. We're coming around the corner. Come on. We're not going to be of those, those people that quit near the end. We're not going to be that type of people. We're, we're people that say, God, if you said go do it, I don't care how crazy it sounds, we're going to keep walking. We're going to keep walking, we're going to keep moving forward, and we're going to give you a shout of victory before we even see the victory. We're going to see it with eyes of faith. And they got victory. They got victory, just like we're going to get victory. Every single one of us in this room. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. If you, if you need victory... If you want victory, just stand to your feet if that's you. Come on, let's just be bold in this place. If, if you want victory, just stand to your feet. Before I pray for everybody, I want to pray for victory for every single one of you. But before I do that, I want to make sure everybody's had an opportunity to put their faith in Jesus. And like I said earlier, God sent his one and only son. He loved you so much, he sent his one and only son to come on this earth to live a sinless life. To die on a cross for your sins, to make payment for your sins and for mine. He was buried, but three days later he rose from the dead victoriously. And he gave you a gift, but you have to receive it. The gift was everlasting life with him in heaven. It was living a life here on earth that is forgiven. And it was having a purpose for living. And God wants to give you all of those things today you got to receive it. And if you want to receive it, just pray with me out loud or in your heart. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know I've fallen short of your standard. But Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead. And today, I make you the Lord of my life boss of my life. Just tell him, say, my life is not my own. Thank you, Jesus.
Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you for the victory, God. I see the victory. God, I see the, the, the families delivered of drug addiction right now. In Jesus' name, I see it, God. Do it right now. I see, I see families where divorce has been a, a generational thing over and over and over again. And God is saying, not you. Grab hold of it right now. He's saying, not you. I see dream homes. And I'll share a word that the Lord gave to Heather a couple weeks ago. He said, receive my good gifts. Are you willing to receive gifts that God has for you? Are you willing to grab hold of it? Just tell God that. Say, God, I receive the good gifts that you have for me. God, whatever good thing you have for every person in this room, Lord God, healing, that's all our, our, our inheritance, God. Healing, deliverance, freedom, Lord God. All those things, we receive the victory that you have for us individually, Lord. And we're going to walk in victory and we're not going to quit. We're going to be a people that move forward. Bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name.